0: Welcome to Freedom From Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening.
1: My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself. Thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey, hi, how are you? I am back again and happy new year. It is the new year. I kind of took the month of December off of doing any podcasts. And so I am back again. It is January 2023. And in April of 2023, this podcast will have been around for eight years, eight freaking years If you would have told me that back in 2015, I'd have told you no fucking way because I could not, even back then, I had trouble committing, right? And so the idea was, yeah, I don't think I can commit to that, but here I am and here you are and I hope you're getting some good stuff with this. Okay, so we are at, I believe, episode 687, maybe it's 686, I don't know, I always get it wrong, so... (laughs) It doesn't matter, right? I mean, as long as you guys can find it when you search for it. So here we are, and we are talking about that narcissist ruined my life. I hear that all the time. And I thought, hmm, you know what? Let's talk about that today. Let's do something. Okay, so what I mean by do something is let's chat. And maybe you can, I don't know, see things a little bit differently by the time I'm done. Or at least go, well, Tracy's full of shit. I want to look at somebody else as having the power to ruin my life. Like I didn't have a hand in it or something, right? So just because you think someone's a narcissist doesn't make you better or healthy. Oh, no. I used to do this all the time. I labeled people with all sorts of diseases, by the way, mental disorders, you name it. Okay. Even, <laughs> even physical disorders. Yeah. Okay. So, um oh, they can't exercise because, you know, they have some other fucking problem that they never were diagnosed for. I was just diagnosing them is my point. So anyways, I want to start here because we often want to be better than someone we feel has hurt us. When someone's hurt us, we need them to be a worse person. We need there to be something wrong with them, right? So looking disparagingly at the person you think is dysfunctional or an undiagnosed narcissist or any other label never ever really changes your self-worth. And that's the only control you have, people, is how you feel and who you are. Even if you label somebody else something, you may hurt them for a moment, you may not hurt them, but they're not going to change their behavior because you said this or you said that. And real quick, that was one of the biggest moments of illumination I ever had was, oh, shit, you mean what I say? I don't even need to say it. Because frankly, that person's going to do what they want to do anyway. So what does it matter? Who cares? Literally, total load off my shoulders. Okay. But anyways, what the hell am I talking about? The issue is your self-worth and the need to label someone stems from that state of lack and pain, lack of love for yourself and what you perceive from others. Notice I did not say others did or did not because who gives a shit if they are pathological or not? because you don't have any control of that anyway, right? I'm saying you believe it. And here's the thing. My podcasts are all about lightening the load you carry because you carry a heavy load of responsibility, believing that, again, you can change other people or by being a victim. Because yes, when you say somebody is in charge of you because they ruined your life, so they're in charge of you, right? Yeah, that's what it means. Then you have victimhood going on And you're probably going to look for another victim to feel, you know, to, I'm sorry, you're going to look for another situation so you can be a victim again until you decide, Hey, this isn't really what I want to do. It's what I learned to do. I didn't realize I was being a victim, but wow. Whenever I point the finger at somebody, Oh yeah. Hey, guess what? They have the power to rule how I feel. How's that feel? That feels shitty. Doesn't it? So again, This lack of love for yourself and what you perceive from others is really your issue because your focus is what the problem is. Not you, but your focus, okay? The reason you judge them comes from how you judge yourself, and you judge yourself pretty harshly. If you're giving labels to people of narcissist and you're not a therapist or you're not you know, in, let's say, any form of psychological or psychiatric work, then I'm going to tell you that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay, and stay away from the labels because they don't serve you. All they do is distract you from you. So when you're judging yourself and you're pretty harsh judging yourself, again, if you're using these labels, what label would you give yourself? What would you give yourself? Well, (laughs) a lot of us would be like, oh, what label do I give myself? If that person's a narcissist, in my mind, in all the Googling I've done, then Hmm. What does that make me? Hmm. 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 Right. One of the biggest fears you may have is how that person perceives you. Yeah. You want to control how that person perceives you. You do when you have that urge, when you have that intensity and you need to get your point across to them because you want them to see you how you want them to see you as though you control it. And you never, ever do because you cannot climb inside their brain and go, okay, brain love that person, or think that person's smarter or better than me. That doesn't happen that way, okay? So just knowing you have no power there means you need to put your focus where you do have power. Anyways, the thing is, when you are... Though working very hard to try and get that other person to perceive you how you want, you may not agree, but if you sit with your discomfort and resistance to what I'm saying and the honesty required, it can be life-altering, literally. Like if you really sit here and you're getting pissed off at me or you're like, God, Tracy, I don't want to hear this. Look, I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to deal with this, but you know what? I wanted to feel good. I wanted to have well-being and I didn't want to be stuck in some attached shit where I was a victim anymore because I spent a good portion of my life walking in these shoes. And you know what? It sucks because it takes your focus from living, like achieving things that are meaningful, not just achieving for success means, okay? Like some of us are driven to success because we don't have any self-worth, and some of us are go, okay, well, you know, I'm not necessarily driven for success, but I wake up every day and all I do is focus on how fucked up my life is. Well, guess what? When you start doing things that unfuck your life, you feel better, right? So I'm going to explain a little bit more. So you take your value through the eyes of others, and you're taught this as a child through your perception, right? You develop a perception as a kid of life and your place in it. It's not your achievements that give you worth. It's not your appearance or how good you are at anything. For you, the thing you may not want to admit is it's truly getting love from someone who reminds you of the love you craved, you know, the love that was missing as a child, whether it was inconsistent, given once in a while, or never given, okay, and you're looking at an empty vessel to unconsciously, and the thing is, they don't really realize they're empty vessel. They're, and, and this is not a label, by the way. <laughs> I should state that, but an empty vessel unconsciously to validate you, because the, the bottom line is. You're wanting somebody to validate you who can't validate themselves most of the time. If you're in a dysfunctional relationship with someone, you have two people in there who can't validate themselves, so they really can't validate other people, meaning you and the other person. So if you're diagnosing this person, I guarantee they don't have much to offer you, even if they offered it to others in the past, right? Well, I know he or she was able to have a relationship in the past. Well, if you were not in that relationship, you really don't know what that relationship was about. So their perception is scary. If you take your inherent value from how they treat you, because you don't know your own value, then it is not lack or scarcity on purpose. It is not attachment on purpose. But what you do control is that diagnosing someone else and that doesn't serve you. You see, most of us, the things we feel And the beliefs we have, we didn't purposely go, I want to have this jacked up belief about things, especially about myself. We came to that perception through our environment as a child, through the environment of home, of school, of wherever you were, a friend's house. And you categorized yourself. Oh, look, I go over to my friend's house who has the perfect parents and it's perfect there. And, you know, I go home to my house and my parents both work. And then when they come home, they ignore me. You know, I'm not, again, persecuting parents here, but I'm saying you start to go, oh, I'm that kid, but I'm not that kid. Right. So it can even happen outside of your home and not always in your home. But the seeds of it definitely start in your home because you have your initial caregivers and it starts with them. Okay, so. It sucks, I think, because we do a disservice when we look for fault, but we do ourselves a service when we gain awareness of our part so we're not a victim. I believe in empowerment. That is what this is also about, is empowerment. All of my podcasts are about getting you to empowerment, right? And even though it feels crappy at first to relinquish the idea of them being a monster and you the victim, because you feel there's power and others feeling bad for you or you feel bad for you. It is not power, but an idea that somehow it gives you value and it's not true. It just reconfirms this fucked up story you have that you give yourself no value and then you want it from people who can't give it to you, which is doubly suckage. Okay, so living or I should say performing for the perception of others never brings you happiness because it's transient. So you cling to it. A lot of us cling to it, right? because you're still waiting for your parents to validate you in the way that would work for you, okay? And I'm not saying this is a bad or a good thing. It's just, this is what we do. So by looking to other people who cannot possibly validate you, they reaffirm what you already thought about yourself. Yeah, it's like a circle, right? It's just a loop. You're just going around in circles. So none of that's true, by the way. It's just not true. You know what? You are a whole wonderful human being. And I can say that but you got to feel it and you got to know it and you got to act from that place and most of us don't so none of the story about you or about the other person is true when you aren't looking for this validation you have nothing bad to say about anyone really if you stop looking for validation and you got it from yourself and the fact that you get up every day and you congratulate yourself on everything going forward from there even if you make a million mistakes yeah You would have, though, nothing bad to say about other people if you were okay with that. You wouldn't sit around critiquing them or judging them. You probably wouldn't have people in your life where you feel a sense of disconnection, okay? Because a lot of attachment or when we get with narcissists is all about not being connected to yourself. Healthy relationships require you to be connected to yourself. And so you would be at peace with yourself and taking responsibility for your choices. And that is why when you get healthy, all of this changes. So what does this matter? Well, I was on a podcast recently where they wanted to defend people who were with narcissists. They wanted the person, you know, who was let's say the victim to be a victim. And I'm like that is just not true because what you're basically saying is someone has lost all their natural instincts and somehow some way They just didn't know they were with a narcissist. And I just, you know, whenever you're doing self-reporting, which they were going off a study where there were women that had self-reported saying that they had no idea that this person was a narcissist. And I'm like, "Um, okay, you still have your basic instincts. We have instincts that can tell or something. And it doesn't help you if somebody's saying to you, Yeah, you know what? You're a victim. It's okay. Because then all you're doing is being a victim through your life. How are you going to stop being a victim? Nobody can stop you from being a victim or help you to not be a victim. It is a choice you make in how you perceive everything around you, including yourself. So when you decide to shift perceptions, you become empowered. And that means you can actually feel a sense of emotional freedom. When you're in the victimhood, you can't. And there's nothing that can. And a lot of times we just get into this cycle of just feeding on it and feeding on it and feeding on it, right? We look for other people who agree with us. We need people to not argue with that. Please let me stay the victim. Please let this person stay the narcissist, even though they've never been diagnosed. Please. Well, my therapist, I told them everything this person did and they said he was a narcissist. Well, you know what? I said a lot of shit to my therapist years ago and she wanted to go beat everybody up. But the truth is, I wasn't thinking about what my contribution was. And until I did, I was disempowered. I was a victim. And victim, yeah, you have a a, a strange, I want to say a strange sense of power. It's a power in your thoughts to just think your thoughts over and over again and keep getting validation. Yeah, poor you, poor you. But that doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you emotionally available. It doesn't make you a healthy person in a relationship. All it does is it keeps you a victim right so i'm not trying to you know go back and forth on this over and over but it's so important because we get so much feedback in social media and everywhere that says yeah be a victim be a victim be a victim well no who the hell wants to go through their whole life being a victim so you want happiness if you victimize yourself happiness is always going to be out of reach what's another thing that matters it matters if you want to experience a healthy and perfect relationship You cannot label your partner with toxic labels or blame them for the state of your relationship. It doesn't work. It just makes you miserable and unworthy of healthy. Yes, it does. Okay, also to label someone never pays you back and blaming them for ruining your life means you stood there and allowed yourself to participate even though you think they did everything in disappointing you. Yes, your choice to be with them disappointed you. Okay? You were free to leave at any time. Feeling like they did you wrong again will never make you happy or worthy. Feeling worthy and lovable means you make better choices. You won't choose mistreatment. I have a dog ba- barking in the background because I let my dog in. Excuse me for a second. I need to close my door. One second. Here we go. Hopefully that helps. When someone comes to the door, my dogs lose it. Okay. So what would be examples of this craziness? What could they be? (laughs) Okay, you've broken up and gotten back together with the person who cheats on you and then swears they love you. You're the only one who understands them and whatever BS you want to drum up to convince you that you should stay with them. Well, I understand he or she because I know what drives them. I know they had a shitty childhood. You're totally discounting yourself in this, by the way. What about you? Why don't you matter here? You know, and and that's the thing I think that's so hard to grasp. Okay, I get it. I have so much empathy, but I also believe that saying it straight is helpful because then you don't have to pick through what's Tracy actually saying here. Okay, I have three examples altogether. Second example: You're dating someone who says they're into you, and then they disappear, and then they show up like nothing happened. You feel like gaslighting is going on because. They're like, yeah, everything's fine on my end. And you're thinking, what was I smoking crack? You mistrust your feelings at that point. You feel like you're lost. Like, what in the hell? I, I, gee, okay, this person, they don't have a problem, so I shouldn't have a problem, right? We totally disregard our own feelings. So, you know, they could be your soulmate, right? <laughs> I mean, this is the place we go to. Number three, you date someone in three months in, your, in a relationship. This person who is consistent, or at least you thought so, starts to become mm, inconsistent. They stand you up. They don't answer texts or calls in a timely manner. You stick around hoping it will go back to the way it was, back to you ignoring your own instincts and giving them hall passes when it seemed consistent compared to how it is now. You feel stuck and incapable of leaving. Yeah, that pretty much sucks, right? Okay, so I've, I've pretty much done these things. So as usual, <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's the lesson here and what can you do about it? Well, we got to start with what? Awareness, right? You got to be aware, people, and you got to go, okay, I have resistance to being aware. I don't want to know. I don't want this to be my problem. We are starting from where I'm at right now, which is talking about the... Uh, lessons that you can learn, right? And awareness is always key, and it's always about learning what your resistance is and to be honest with yourself, okay? Because to be honest with yourself is huge. Most of us don't want to admit to anything I just talked about. I know because I've been there, right? Like, what else is new? Okay, so what else? Well, you got to take responsibility once you're honest with yourself, right? You gotta go. I made these choices from choosing to date them to choosing to put up with shenanigans to choosing to believe them over your own instinct, to choosing to blame them when you did not stand for your value or anything else, to actually admit, I have a fear of abandonment. I have a fear that I'm gonna be the only one by myself on this planet. You know, there's all these things that we do to ourselves, right? And so you really wanna look at that. and You wanna go, okay, these are some ugly truths I don't wanna admit. And I mean, ugly truths in how you're perceiving yourself. Because that's always the key. It's how you perceive yourself, okay? And I know it's hard. I'm totally with you. So choosing to blame them when you do not stand for your value or anything else is a very painful place to be. But it's empowering to know you made a choice rather than you were forced. If you were forced into a real prison at gunpoint, into hard labor or something horrific like that, it would be different. You became empowered by realizing or you become empowered by realizing a new choice is always available to you. Because it's available is the goal to work towards. Don't think because you take responsibility that you're ready to take a big leap in choices. Make tiny choices first and give yourself compassion. Compassion that you are only doing what your conditioning tells you rather than listening to your inner wisdom. Your inner wisdom comes from love. And so by taking these small steps in choice, you can make small loving choices towards you. The key is choices towards you and not to control other people. And that's a big one because we think we have control over other people. So call me to get into one of my programs. You don't need to suffer alone. I have a free Facebook group. I have a book I wrote, Overcoming Insecure Attachment. And I have programs. Those are paid for programs. But I set them up specifically to deal with these kind of issues so that you can be happy. You can feel like I am ready for a healthy, happy relationship. And you can feel to me like, These kind of heavy feelings that you get up with every day, they're no longer there. And that, to me, was the biggest relief. You can email happiness at tracycrossley.com and we can have someone talk to you about what exactly we do offer. Okay, so what's the universal truth? Well, you have the right to continue blaming other people for your choices and your feelings, or you can put on your superhero cape and take a leap for yourself by claiming all your words and actions as your own. You can leave behind the crappy school of life you grew up with to the new fabulous school of life built on love and compassion. Be kind to yourself. You are learning and growing just like the rest of us. So what did I talk about today? I talked about the bullshit of blaming someone for ruining your life when you take no responsibility because it is what your pattern dictated and that no longer works for your happiness. I have three podcasts I can recommend. Uh, The first one is 391 Journey of Attachment. I Feel Sorry for Me. I'm with a Narcissist. The next one does not have a number, so you can pop in. If you go to my website, tracycrossley.com slash podcast, I think it's that. Uh, You go there and you just pop in the search. There's a search bar and you can put in the unhealthy attachment of empaths with narcissists. That's one of them. And the next one also doesn't have a number and that's narcissism and victimization. Tips on stopping this buzzkill in any relationship. Okay, you guys, you all take care and I will see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit TracyCrossley.com.